Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Cindy Donaldson Show. I am your host, Cindy Donaldson. I am a serial entrepreneur, lover of all things nature, obsessed with bucket lists, and I am here to help you not only create, but live your life by design. So it's been a hot minute. I can't tell you how many emails I've gotten saying, Cindy, you started your podcast, and now you have been radio silent. What the hell is going on? Well, let me tell you. This summer has been hot mess express for this girl between helping debt, helping uh, my partner Dave settle his dad's estate and cleaning out the house and selling it to helping my son renovate a rental property that has been the, the house from Hades. I mean, it has just been one thing after another. I thought I was going to be done before. I thought I was going to be done end of July. Then it was mid-August. Then it was the end of August. And it was like, praise God, it's going to be before Labor Day. And now we are delayed because of building permits in the city of Torrington, Connecticut are taking two weeks. And so my roofer, yeah, we found a hole in the roof. That's a whole other story, but it's been delayed. And so I am trying to not be the plumber with the leaky faucet and actually do what I tell my coaching clients to do and my friends and family. So I gave myself some grace and I said, you know what? I love doing this podcast. It is something that's, that fires my soul, but it was one more thing on my plate that I felt obligated to do. And I was like, you know what, Cindy, let it go. No one's going to die if I don't do a podcast for a month. And so here we are. I am on the other side of Labor Day. If you read my emails, you know that I ran away to Vermont last week for a few days, which was by far the best thing I could have done. You know, there might have been pancakes and day drinking involved, but, you know, my soul just needed a break. I was just tell I told my family and I told um, my partner, Dave, like, I'm done. I am burnt out. Like, and I recognized the signs, like my face was breaking out. I was bloated. I was irritated. Like the tiniest little thing just pushed me over the edge. Like this girl was done. Stick a fork in me. Done. And so I told all my clients, like, I, I need a break. I need a break. And for the first time, and I think like 15 years, I didn't send an email out on Thursday. Like Thursday was my original date to have my emails go out. And I have been doing it forever. And then I added Monday in. And I sent a, an email out on Monday. And I said, okay, I'm breaking tradition. There's no email on Thursday. And of course, people that didn't read Monday's email they're like, are you okay? I didn't get my Cindy Thursday email. And so I I mean, I've always vowed to be really authentic and honest here about life because no one's life is freaking perfect. No one. And you have to recognize the signs of burnout. There's only so much you can do. And again, one of my ADHD superpowers is that I can do a lot of different things all at once and usually not get frustrated. But the stress from, you know, dealing with these two houses and work and dealing with some health issues, nothing major, nothing awful, but the, my health issue is really the stress in my life. And I've talked about this a lot. Like I have really high cortisol levels. My body is in this constant fight or flight mode and, um, I've been binge watching the latest documentary on the blue zones on Netflix. If you read my email, I linked to it and all of that, but it's kind of going back to a plant-based diet where I felt really good. 
And being being a vegan on the road sometimes is very challenging. Um, and especially if you want to go out to eat, like we were, you know, when we always love to go to local restaurants and stuff when we travel. And when you're in Wyoming and Montana, there are no vegan restaurants. This is cow country. <laughs> They're cattle farmers. So, you know, we kind of got off the, the bandwagon of being vegan. And then when we were back here in New York around Dave's family, like nobody's a vegan and we just, it kind of fell off. And I just, I feel shitty. I feel shitty being vegan just makes me feel better, feel better. I mean, I grew up on a farm. We raised cows and pigs. So I, I'm not a vegan for ethical reasons. I think if you treat your animals well and, you know, they, they live a good life and all of that, like everybody dies. So I don't have a problem with people who eat meat. Um, I do have a problem with those factory farms and all of that. Like that breaks my soul. Like no hate on the dairy farmers, but the, the dairy cows that never get to see grass, like I don't like that. So in any event, um, back to the blue zones. If you don't know what a blue zone is, it's these little pockets of communities throughout the world. And there's not a lot of them where an inordinate amount of people live to be over a hundred. And yes, part of it is diet and exercise, mostly a plant-based diet. Um, people are constantly moving, you know, you, they, uh, and we experienced this when we were in the Cinque Terre in Italy, you know, it's all, it's all these big Hills. And I would see these little bow-legged Italian grandmas with two big baskets of, food just you know waddling up these hills like it's nothing and they're not even gasping for air and me like this was 11 12 years ago and I was in the best shape of my life I'm like you know <laughs> huffing and puffing going up the hill and these little bow-legged nothing grandmas were just going and looking at me like girl what is your problem you know you need to walk more so and this is like when I was running a lot too but hills have never been my favorite in any event the um the blue zone yes mostly plant-based diet carbs are not the enemy they're you know towns in italy sardinia italy where they eat a lot of carbs but a lot of vegetables and there's there's really no processed food right these people are farmers for the most part and live off grid but they also found these pockets within um urban areas that are also blue zones but they're very focused on, yes, diet and exercise. But what I found fascinating about the blue zoners, as I call them, is it's so much more than that. It is so much more. It is about living life to the fullest. It's about following your passion. It's about ikigai. And if you don't know what ikigai is, please Google it. And I, I've done entire workshops and classes on ikigai. It's really about not only finding your purpose, but living into your purpose. And when it comes to having a career and job, it's really aligning, you know, what you're really good at, what brings you great joy, how you can make money, what the world needs, how you can give back, what makes you feel good. And the intersection of all of that is where you need to be. That is the, the spirit of Ikigai. So the people in Asia, obviously it's, it's from, I believe Japan, correct me if I'm wrong, but I do believe it's from Japan. They really 
they follow this, right? So they, yes, they eat and they exercise and they have great balance because they squat and they sit on the ground, but they don't, they don't sweat the little things. They really don't sweat the little things. And they bring, they come together as a community. They surround themselves with friends and family. Like loneliness, I see this a lot in seniors, is a killer. It's a killer. So really being around other people, not sweating the little things, right? And, you know, the the whole mindset of not my monkey, not my circus, and not trying to feel responsible for things that you have no authority over. Staying in your lane, yet being empathetic and helpful for others. So it's almost um, the concept of you take responsibility. It's not almost, it really is. You take the, you take responsibility for your own life, right? You make sure that your cup is full before you start draining it to give to others. And I found, I guess this is why I was so drawn to this documentary because my life over the past few, well, actually the past year, I mean, Dave and I have seriously been um, taking care of his mom and dad for the past year. We haven't really been traveling. And because of that, we became far more sedentary. We, again, stopped having a vegan diet because we were go, go, go. And so we were eating out a lot more and really shitty food. We weren't exercising. Um, and the stress has been through the roof. And so if you ask me why I've gained, and Dave's gained 30 pounds, I've gained like 40 pounds in a year, people. Like, that's a lot. That's a lot. And it's not even the calories as much as it's the whole no blue zone thing, right? It's the stress. It's the the constant go. It's the giving, 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 and not filling our cup. So that's kind of what, this session of the Cindy Donaldson show is really all about and goes back to things that I'm working on with my mentor about this fourth quarter of our lives. So I'm 61 years old, but it doesn't, you don't have to be in your fourth quarter, but really going back to Ikigai and what brings me joy? What do I love to do? And being okay, being selfish. So I'm, I'm, I am really working on boundaries, like telling my kids, no, I'm reminded by my mentor on a weekly basis that I have adult children. I do not have little kids. They are adults. They're in their thirties. And it's not, if something horrific happened, I wouldn't come in and help. Of course not, but it's okay to say no. So this year, Dave and I have decided, if all of the stars align, that we are not going to spend the holidays here in the States, that we're going to go to Europe. And his brother lives in Germany, so we were thinking of spending the holidays in Germany. And come on, Christmas markets! And my um, a big part of me is German, as is Dave. My family on my mother's side emigrated, emigrated from the Heidelberg, Germany area, back in the late 1800s. So I finally did the 23andMe thing. And I'm, of course, a big chunk German, but I found out that I am far more Irish than I thought it was. No wonder why I love Dublin and, you know, having a nice pint of Guinness or Smittix, right? 
And I actually say Smittics the way it's supposed to be said versus Smithwicks. You can always tell somebody who is not an Irish pub aficionado. But my Scottish ancestors actually um, emigrated, it seems, from Dublin. Like my um, my Scottish name is McCallum, but it, they spell it M-C. Half of the family spells it M-A-C and the other half M-C. We're still the Irish form of it. Now, my grandmother... Um, is 100% Scottish, but decades earlier, well, generations earlier, they moved from Northern Ireland, the Belfast area or Dublin to Glasgow and that area, and then further South to where a lot of my relatives are over there. So quite fascinating. Anyway, I was like, Dave, let's just go spend a month or two months or whatever in Europe. Like I can work from, for ever from anywhere. I can work anywhere. So as long as there's Wi-Fi, I can work and it doesn't matter where I do it from. So I think that's, we're kind of exploring what we would then do. So if you have any great ideas on where to spend winter months in Europe outside of Germany, I was thinking, I've never been to Finland. I was like, I thought that was kind of cool. This is all part of my icky guy. Like I don't want to spend eight months just bopping from country in eight months, eight weeks bopping from country to country. I want to kind of settle in and like hang for three or four weeks and get kind of like what we do when we're RVing, right? I am not one of those RVers. And again, no judgment if that's your vibe, but we don't plot out our routes. I see this in the RV forums all the time. Oh, here's our, you know, summer route. And I have like 48 pins over, you know, two months. I'm like, oh my God, that would drive me crazy. First of all, it's very expensive and you're constantly go, go, go. I mean, and we did that in the beginning, not to that extreme, but we would spend like two or three weeks in a place and I would constantly have the next place booked. I don't do that anymore. We go until we don't want to go, stay there anymore. And then we sometimes throw, you know, a dart in a map and say, where are we going to go next? Now there's a little stress that goes along with that because sometimes it doesn't always work out, but we find that it's much more enjoyable experience. So that's kind of what I want to do in Europe is let's just go be someplace. You know, I could, I'd love to rent a van over there and travel around. If it weren't winter, I would probably do that. But I think we're just going to get some Airbnbs and chill out and have some fun. The, um, and blue zoners are like that, right? They just go, they live in the moment. They have honestly learned how to just be. They've learned how to just be. Something Americans are horrible at, this girl included. Now, part of that is my ADHD. It's very hard for me to stay in the moment before my brain is onto something else, but it's an intentional practice of not being on the go and saying no to things that don't serve you, right? I'm a yes person. I'm a people pleaser, like a lot of us, right? And so I tend to feel bad if somebody's in a tough situation and I know I can help. And I do that to the extreme where I can't help myself. So burnout, it's a big freaking deal, people. And it can kill you in the end. Like stress is a big killer, especially for people, you know, I'm in my sixties now. This is when like 
health issues really start manifesting if I don't take care of myself. So 2024, Q4 of this year in 2024, I'm calling Selfish Cindy. And I encourage you to do the same if you can. Selfish, fill in the blank your name. And what that means is really recentering back to me. Again, the icky guy. Back to mindful mornings, right? I've had a really hard time getting up early again. And part of that is, again, my circadian rhythms are all out of whack cortisol level. So I'm waking up at like two thirty, three o'clock every morning. And then my mind is racing. And I actually thought about getting up at that time and starting my day and to see what happened. But then I'm laying in bed and the thought of it is like, ugh, like, I just want to go back to sleep. And what happens is around four o'clock, a time like when I was running all the time, I would get up at four, but at four o'clock, I tend to fall back into this incredible deep sleep until about 6, 6.30. And I'm one of those people that kind of has to lay in bed a little bit before they can get up. Otherwise it makes me nauseous. Again, I don't know the medical reason behind that. So if you know, let me know. But, and which means I'm not getting out of bed until like seven o'clock. The old me would think like my day is half over at that point because I was getting up at 4.35. I'd get my workout in. I would, you know, journal. I did all the things, right? all the things. And I felt amazing. My health was great. I was eating better. I wasn't stressed out. And the most important part of all of that was my mental health. When you are in this constant state of flight or fight, your mental health just, it can't help but not take a nosedive. So you get the anxiety, you get the depression, you get the, you know, bad talking about yourself. I told you I'm a plumber with a leaky faucet right now and I don't like it. I don't like it. So I'm grateful that I recognize it, right? And that I have the tools to move me to the next step. If if we're all being honest here, girls, it's harder now than it was 15, 20 years ago. The hardest part of my life was in my 30s and 40s and I overcame that. And if I were coaching myself, I would say, Cindy, look back, look back. Like you can do hard things. I've gotten to this point in my life where like, you know, um, my brain was like, Cindy, you've done all those hard things so many freaking times. Like, you know, why do you have to do the hard things again? Like I shouldn't have to be doing the hard things. Right. And that negative self-talk, you know, the, my, the RAS, your reticular activating system started just thinking that all the time, right? I shouldn't have to be doing this stuff. Like, why am I doing it? And it was making me more and more miserable versus back to the blue zones, accepting my life for what it is. And this is the season I'm in finding the, what I can be grateful for. And there's a lot oh my God, there's so much I can be grateful for and I should be grateful for and I am grateful for. And there's a lot of things I want to change. There's a lot of things I want to change. So being in that zone of, okay, Cindy, it's go time. It's go time. And my personality is one, because I have catalytic energy, 
I tend to blast off like, okay, let's do this. I am the queen of let's get a new journal. Let's get, you know, empty the refrigerator. I'm actually doing an 11 day reset with my isogenics family right now, which is, it's a good alignment because I'm helping others kind of, you know, clean up their diet and mindset and all of that. And so I'm doing it for myself. It's great. It's great. But what I want to avoid is this extreme energy of, you know, the tortoise and the hare scenario here. I am the queen hare. I'm like, boom, boom. I even do this in races. I always go out way too fast, way too fast. Cause I'm like, I've got this. And then, you know, especially in the half marathon and marathon situations, I will get usually to the halfway point, no problem. It's the three quarter point, regardless of the race, actually. And the shorter races, I'm probably even worse because I go out really fast in the shorter races. And then at the three quarter mark, I'm like, Ugh. like, then I become the extreme tortoise where I'm, you know, crawling. I've never been a girl of moderation. Let's put it that way. So this is what I am really working on now is because there are no quick fixes in anything. It truly is a lifestyle change. And this is, again, another theme through the blue zoner thing. It, it's a lifestyle and you can't fix something that's broken overnight, right? It's something that you just, it's a baby step. Like every day you just, you know, the consistency thing, you know, drink one more thing of water every day or a, a cup more of water every day, move 500 more steps every day or get up early, re write one more line in a journal, read one more book that makes you feel good about yourself. Get off social media, right? I mean, I found myself, um, I was obsessing about my weight a lot because it really bothered me emotionally, physically, everything. And um, when you're on social media, the algorithms, no, like if you search out, if you watch one thing or you search one thing, then your feed is filled with that. And I found myself surrounded with a lot of really negative energy. And again, the RAS, your reticular activating system, whatever you feed it, your brain thinks that's now the most important thing in your life. And it then begins filtering everything that comes in. So if you are watching a lot of negative things or negative diet culture things or extreme things or the new horrible things in the news, you tend to not begin to see the sunshine. You tend not to smell the flowers. You tend not to taste the coffee. You tend not to see the joy in your life. You tend not to be grateful for things because you're focusing on what you don't have versus what you do. And trust me, that kind of stuff is very stealth. You don't even know what's happening until you have those feelings of anxiety and depression. And unless you've done a ton of coaching and therapy and you're a personal development junkie like I am, you don't even know when you get to that anxiety and depression point, why it's happening, which is why I like to share this shit about my life, right? Like I am not a psychiatrist. I am not a medical doctor. I'm none of that. But I have gone through a lot of shit in my life and I've overcome a lot of things. I'm the queen of resilience. 
And again, I'm obsessed with bucket lists and I really do strive to do things that make me happy. Yet life like this past summer kind of sucked me back in. So I can be resentful about, you know, missing a year out of my life traveling in the RV, or I could be grateful that Dave and I, based on our lifestyle, we we were able to be here when Dave's dad passed away. And it was an incredibly peaceful moment and grateful that we can help his mom when she needs us and grateful that I can help my kids renovate houses. But it's time for me. It's time for me. And the toll has been big. So I had a lot of anxiety about telling my kids I wasn't going to be here for Christmas because my oldest is 34. I've obviously never missed a Christmas with her. And I remember kind of missing the first Easter holiday. And I made oh, I made the kids and their significant others get on Zoom for mimosas because that's what I did. Like I would have mimosas in the morning. And yeah, I still made my kids Christmas baskets up until we started living full time in the RV. And my kids kind of thought they did it for me. They didn't care. They didn't care. They're like, whatever, mom's living her best life. They still think I'm a little crazy, but they didn't care. And so... And I realized that my kids have other families and, and, you know, they, they travel and I only really got to see them for this tiny little minute on Christmas. So we're just going to celebrate the holidays before or after. And sure. I'll talk to them on Christmas and zoom for wherever I am, but it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Um, anyway, so that's, that's why this podcast kind of took a little hiatus and it's why I've pushed off my coaching group until October. It's why I've pushed off my new subscription group um, coming soon. I will share this. So if you follow me online, you'll see it. Or if you're subscribed to my email, if you don't subscribe to my email, dude, get on the list. You can go to cindy-donaldson.com or redbarnconsultingllc.com. And there's a million signup places. Just go there and get on the list. Um, I share my life every Monday and Thursday mornings. Um, with a few exceptions, like I said, I, I kind of took a break, but I'll keep you posted on when the new coaching group, I've actually lowered the prices on it, which is like, for, from a business perspective, people are like, why are you doing that? And I found that um, there are people that couldn't afford it. And I was giving away some scholarships anyway to people. And I was like, why not just make it affordable? It's, it's not like it's work for me. It really isn't work. Like I, I, I get on a Zoom call once a week with a group of people from my group coaching program. Individual coaching is a little different, but group coaching is magical in itself because you not only get my energy, you get the energy from the group and you are able to give back to the group and the group gives back to, from you and you always make new friends. So my group coaching programs have been, like I said, really magical and I've lowered the price dramatically. And then if you kind of want a taste of me, I know this is sounding like a sales pitch and I apologize, but you know, this is how my brain works. The subscription model is only like nine bucks a month. And I will do like a live Zoom. Every month is a different topic. If you were part of the Thursday club years ago, it's kind of the same thing, but I've leveled up a big time. So I will be doing a live Zoom like the Thursday club. I'll pick a topic every month and you'll get emails, but I have a whole community now. 
in the back end where you can connect and, and gather stuff. So it's a lot cooler. And the plan was to launch it actually this week, but the summer got ahead of me and I was like, you know what? It's okay. I hired a, a new virtual assistant who's helping me do all the stuff in the back end, and we are launching in October. So I'm pretty excited about that. I don't know where in the world Cindy will be, kind of like Waldo, but that's okay. I know we're going to be headed out to Amish land. Uh, I have an Isogenics, my network marketing company. We have a meeting out there with uh, my friend, Cindy Walter. So if you're listening, Cindy, I can't wait to see you, but we've been to this campground a couple of times. It's right in the heart of Amish country. And I go running or walking and the farmers will get out on their bikes or their scooters and kind of talk to us while we're walking and running. Cause they're kind of fascinated with my life of living full-time in the RV, just as much as I'm fascinated about their life um, in the Amish community. And they, the Amish in Ohio are a bit more progressive than um, at least I think they are versus the Amish in Pennsylvania, like in the Lancaster area. And they're just lovely people and we've always enjoyed being there. So pretty sure for October, we're kind of be there. And I've got a bunch of big speaking gigs and projects on the East Coast. So I don't think we'll be headed out West like our original plan until after we get back from Europe. So might be spending, I don't know, the like February, March, April timeframe out in Sedona. I feel like my soul just needs to go sit on some red rocks and do the ohm thing and write and paint or whatever. So icky guy, blue zones, getting back to just the basics of treating your mind and body and soul and being selfish not a bad way and not feeling guilty about it. So that's the lesson I have for you today, my beautiful humans. Um, and I'm going to be better at practicing what I preach. I shared that with a coaching client this morning. I was like, listen, I am not perfect. I, I am not perfect. It is very easy for me to, you know, um, see roadblocks in others, but often it's hard to see the roadblocks within ourselves, which is why I work with my mentor every week and why I've gone through therapy and why I've worked with a lot of coaches. You need that second perspective or third or fourth or fifth. Again, that's why I love the group coaching stuff. It's it's like a group of friends getting together like once a week and like everybody becomes like very interconnected in this wonderful, again, magical way. So again, Cindy Donaldson signing out, go get on my email list, cindy-donaldson.com. Also on that website, you'll have all the information about the upcoming group coaching and the subscription model called the Courage Formula Insiders Group, because that's my group coaching program is called the Courage Formula. Because I do believe, oop, I just shook my computer. Uh, Everybody does have sort of this hidden courage inside of them and you can do hard things and you are far more capable than you think. And that includes being selfish. So in a good way. So Cindy Donaldson signing out. I don't even know what the episode this is or I would mention it here, but have an awesome, awesome, awesome rest of your day. And thanks for listening. Bye.